Welcome to the Truth Lies Between or Missing Person Cases Network podcast. This episode is actually Unknown Identification, and it's a new series. It goes along with Destination Unknown, and it takes place in Ohio. We've covered one case, Michael McKinney, it's a missing case, and working on another case of Kobe Roush and two other missing men from Pike County, Ohio. I'm also doing um, this new project, Unknown Identification, I'm going to try and give does their name back. I don't even like calling them does. I feel like it's just disrespectful. That's why I'm going to name every single one I go over. And this one particular one, I have called the Walham wristwatch doe because of what he was found with. A watch on the body as well as a ring. There's a lot of evidence, a lot of um facts to go by with this um, identified case so just sit back listen let us know what you think and um you know we're thinking about possibly doing some type of fundraiser to get a genealogy to to figure out who this is we'd like your input on whether or not you think that's even um important with this particular case so i hope you enjoy make sure you follow us on all our social media even TikTok. So, hope you enjoy. Come to the first episode of Unknown Identification, presented by Missing Person Cases in conjunction with Destination Unknown. And this is going to be the first one on the Walham wristwatch doe that uh, we dubbed ourselves because right now he's just a number and it would be Namus number unknown UP unidentified. Person one five four five three. We want to change that. We want every unidentified person to have a name instead of just Doe, um, even if that's just a temporary name at the time. Our mission is to give every Doe a name. Missing Person Cases Network, in conjunction with Destination Unknown, presents Unknown Identification Walham Wristwatch Doe. Now, we're going to be naming every doe that we discuss, so they have a name, because I've noticed that through my research, those with names do much better as far as getting their name back, getting identification, than those just listed as Jane Doe this or John Doe that. I think this case is more than solvable. This is the first case for this series, and it is Ohio, as we're continuing on our Ohio theme. So... As the slides come across, I'll be reading them. I hope you enjoy. Let us have your feedback, please. Thanks for watching. Welcome to Unknown Identification, Episode 1. This is an identified person off the NamUs system, and it is a black male from Cleveland, Ohio, and that body was found on August 29th of 1969, age range between 28 and 45. Now, this picture is just a rendering uh, from an artist. It is... A picture, not a picture per se, a sketch 
of what they believe this person may look like or have looked like. I'm going to continue on with more facts as we go through each slide. As I previously said, this doll was found in 1969. Okay, that's a very long time ago. But we do have a lot of information. Uh, the case wasn't actually put into the NEMA system until July 8th of 2016. Now, this body um, was found in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, zip code 44104, and it was found in uh, Chioga County, I believe that is. So, and the circumstances of this recovery are that a child found a barrel near his home. And was going to use it to burn trash in it. He rolled the barrel from one vacant lot to another, and when he lifted the lid to dispose of the trash, he found the descendant. The deceased. Sorry. The child reported it to his stepfather, who then called the police. Okay. Details of recovery inventory of remains. This is a little gruesome, to put it lightly. One or more limbs not recovered. One or both hands not recovered. Condition of remains, not recognizable, decomposing. He had black hair. His head hair is partially present, and it is medium length, black and kinky. Now, this is how we know that he was indeed African American. And from that, they have an artist rendering of what they believe he may have looked like. We also have the location. I have actually um, gone ahead and I've put, I think, four into um, my maps. And I've been saving them. As you can see, I have a list called Unidentified. It's on the left of the map. And I have information there. The reason I called him the Walham Wristwatch Doe is because he was found with a Walham Wristwatch, which we will get into later. Now, I think all of this is very significant because it is very important for finding him now they don't have dna yet well they have dna i guess they just haven't analyzed it yet i do believe that with the analysis of the dna we will find this doe's name now you can see where he was found at this time this very clustered there's a lot of things going on there you can even see a picture in the upper left hand corner i also have a picture from uh, 2009 that uh, is going to be on the screen so that's how far back the Google images actually go. Obviously, they can't go much before that because the satellite was not in space at that point, right? There is also a lot of other important pertinent information on this case that we're going to go through as I go on. Before I get any further, I want to talk about the wording of the hair as kinky. Now, I was speaking over with another advocate from Ohio. And I, I, when I first heard, saw it written that way, I kind of cringed, like kinky. That's how you put together that they're African-American. So I don't know about you guys, but I know other people with hair that is that is like that. And uh, I'm Italian. Um, well, I'm American, but um, my family is from Italy. And we, we are known to have hair like that, some of us. Also Spanish people do. Or um, Hispanic, I should say. So... I'm going to show you something else that's going to really, really make you doubt whether this person is even African-American because, um, you know, they have um, a tattoo 
from this person's body that they have preserved and the, the skin is clearly white. But we'll get into that in a minute. Let me go on with the information needed here. Before I get into that information, please first let me apologize for the snoring in the background. That is my dog, and I'm sorry, but there's really nothing I can do about it because if I'm not in the room with him and he's crying, uh, trust me, he will wake up um, if I even move an inch. <laughs> um, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out some type of um, remedy for this. Uh, until then, maybe it'll help put you to sleep. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry though. Next up, this is very vital information, and we're going to be talking about the clothing and accessories. Now, like I mentioned before, we have a lot on this dough, but is some of it incorrect, such as the white skin tattoo? I mean, and like I said, that, that, that snoring is going to get worse. He needs a sleep apnea machine, but um, it's not in the budget at the moment. So, clothing partially dissolved by the fluid. Clothing was washed and air dried due to, um, I don't really know, caustic, C-A-U-S-T-I-C, fluid, prior to examination for defects. So they washed it. I mean, what if there was some type of foul play here? You just washed all the evidence. Anyways, jacket, tan corduroy, quilted linen lining, quilted lining with matted fiber inner lining. Front zipper closure, Cal Craft Sportswear on black label with gold stitching at back of neck. Now that's very descriptive, okay? Cal Craft Sportswear on a black label. Gray colored herringbone patterned cotton twill work shirt. Label at back of neck is not discriminable. Yellow gray appearing t-shirt with short sleeves. Gray colored trouser, trouser, trousers, so pants, fragments. It's two major portions. So that means his pants were all cut up. Footwear, brown combat boot type shoe, present on right foot and extends above the level of the ankle. The boot measured 13 inches from the back of the heel to the tip of the toe. So that's most likely around a size 13. Now, also on the body, there was a wristwatch. Wallham trademark with a gray metal stretch band recovered from left wrist. Now this is also very important, equally important as the watch. Gray metal ring with blue stone recovered from left fourth finger. So we have a good description here at this point, right? We have a lot of things. Now I think that if they just took this DNA and they analyzed it and ran it in a database, we would know who this person was and we'd be able to give them their name back. And that's basically the point of this series. So we're, we're thinking about doing a possible fundraiser for that genealogy um, because of the, the, the high price tag on it. 
I know that Greg Hughes does things like that. Now, we're going to go into a little bit more information next. So let us know what you think at this point. Put it in the comments. You know, what's going on here? Why don't you think that they, they've identified this person yet? It's just, you know, we're talking about 1969 here. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of good evidence. Um, you know, usually when there's this much collected, they, they find their name. Once again, I apologize for that snoring. Uh, I'm really seriously going to be working on something to, to try and figure out how I can, you know, maybe uh, do something so that it's not heard here and picked up here. But now we're on to the distinctive physical features. And one of them is so critical because it's a tattoo and it reads the word Sally. And it's on the medial aspect inside of the left forearm. Now the skin on it is white, okay? I've, I've spoken to a few other people and they also say it is white. The color of the skin is white, there's no ways around it. Unless there was the fluid inside the barrel was bleach and they were, this person was bleached, which would make sense as far as if it was a homicide most likely, I mean, we're dealing with a homicide here. Who stuffs himself in a barrel, right, and kills himself? Nobody. Um, who stuffs somebody who dies of natural causes in a barrel and doesn't, you know, put the whole body because they didn't find all of the body parts? So we, that is very possible. I hadn't thought about that until just now. There's also, you now they have the bottom part of this person's um, jaw and there are some dental instruments in there that's another way they can identify them they also have a picture of the skull okay and another distinctive physical characteristic is that his nose would have been small and upturned so on a, on a nose that turns up uh, now I'm also going to read to you something that might be a little graphic I guess you would say a little bit graphic and that's gonna be about his eyes um, so um, you know his hair color was black um, the head on his hair was partially present medium length and black and kinky like I said earlier but now we're gonna go down a little bit and read a little bit more an eye description eyes are decomposed 2017 recent anthro um, anthropology Sorry, I'm really bad with pronunciation. You see it on the screen. Um, if you're listening, it's A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O-L-O-G-I-C-A-L. -O -O Evaluation of the skull indicates that he might have had bulging eyes due to the skull sultures closing prematurely and intracranial pressure increasing. Okay, what that means to me is that he has head bashed in. Um... That's that's what I'm getting out of that uh, because I do know somebody, a friend of mine, who was hit in the face with a two by four. He tried to get back up and he got hit in the face again. He died from this, but um, he had swelling on the brain so bad they, you know, they, at one point they were afraid they were going to have to. His head was basically going to explode almost, so they had to cut. 
to relieve the pressure. So, uh, you know, if I had to guess, I'd say that this man was probably beat to death. I don't have any evidence of that, except for what I'm reading here. So what do you guys think? You think that this, um, to me, it's, it's clearly a murder. Um, and, and, you know, I, I couldn't really figure out the whole skin thing. That's a real, real mystery. Could there have been bleach in there? I don't know. Let's find out his name first. Once we find out his name, then maybe we can take it to that level. But let's start there, guys. So let's share this. Let's get it out there. If you live in the area specifically, please get this out there. Okay, so I hope you guys enjoyed. And uh, until next time, I'm D. And I got my boy D. Zo, my dog over here, and we are out.